What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Baseball Barbecue, the only podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, who still thinks Kyler Murray should have played baseball. I'm Jake Mintz. That's Jordan Schusterman. Jordan, how we doing? I'll say this. The A's could probably use Kyler Murray right about now after a 10th consecutive loss to the Seattle Mariners. They just need a little bit more, more you know, dynamic you know, uh, whatever the heck Kyler Murray was as a baseball player. Who needs the NFL NFL MVP uh, when you could finish five back of the wild? (laughs) It's like a wild card race. Sounds way more fun. He'd still be in Beloit. Oh, my goodness. He would still be in Beloit. All right, Jake. It's time for the final baseball barbecue of the regular season. And, oh, baby, it's about to be a fun week. We are going to do a little just just down and dirty series previews. Uh, not you know too analytical, but we got some some big time matchups coming up this weekend. It it worked out really nicely because it was such a light slate of games last night. I know we had the, the big Mariners win. Besides that, it really did feel like a big deep breath before we go into uh, the madness before the madness. So of course we're going to talk about those big series involving all those AL wildcard teams and the Phillies and Braves. <laughs> who don't feel like postseason teams, but they will be playing each other this week. Uh, We are going to talk about how the Baltimore Orioles uh, somehow um, will define the destiny of multiple postseason teams and their own number one overall pick uh, this week. Um, Then we are going to talk about uh, the bad teams that are no longer in it. This will be our last chance to talk about all the teams that have been eliminated, so we're going to say our goodbyes. Um, And then uh, at the end, we are, of course, going to do the good, the bad, and the ugla with Jake Mintz. Which series would you like to begin this with this week? Before we get to the East specific series, how are we feeling? How are we feeling? Like I am me? so this is the most excited I've been for the last week of the regular season. Maybe because last year was so stupid because all yeah. the teams fighting to get in were so bad that it just felt very goofy. Um, I know we still sort of have that in the NL East, but in general, like this is going to be very, very, very fun. I'm excited. I really am. Um, I have kind of cleared my schedule this week in the evenings to make sure that I'm on my couch watching baseball. And it it feels like an extension of October madness. Um, It is like a prologue to the chaos that will ensue once the leaves turn red and yellow and crunchy. Um, Before we hop into the preview, we do need to talk quickly about the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes. who have won, what is it now, 16 games in a row? 
16 games in a row. Uh, they uh, will resume probably their winning streak tonight on Tuesday as Adam Wainwright uh, takes the bump at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, also incredibly is that they are still seven back of the Brewers who won the division. I know it doesn't really matter anymore, but yeah, they're still winning. They last lost uh, on September 10th, and this is one of the crazier uh, second half winning streaks, uh, certainly since that that Cleveland one uh, a few years back. Um, it's crazy, man. It is a, it is a really, really, really impressive, and now they they are all but sealed into that second wildcard spot where they will likely be heading to Los Angeles. So I am hoping, just not because the Cardinals are you know the evil character in the story or anything, which they kind of are sometimes. I am hoping that the Cardinals win out the rest of the regular season and then in the wild card game, let up seven runs in the first. I think that would just be the funniest thing ever. Like they won. It, it's not that it wouldn't matter. Like all these wins matter. It's still fun. There are probably people in St. Louis who are more invested in baseball and in the, in the team than they were before the streak. And it's always good to win baseball games, whatever. But I love the idea of doing all this just to have Trey Turner and Max Muncy be like, yo, Adam Wainwright <laughs> is 39. <laughs> we are the Dodgers. He's 40. He's 40. 40. Yeah, uh, it's true. Um, I think that would be very funny. But again, I mentioned this last week when they were, you know, eight games ago into the winning streak or whatever. Uh, it's 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 most impressive who they've done this against. Again, two against Cincy, three in New York. Three at home against the Padres, and then back-to-back mops, back-to-back road mops in Milwaukee, in Chicago. Now they go home to finish out their year on homestand. So we have to give the team that's won 16 games in a row some love, but I will likely be watching very little of them uh, over the next week. So let's move to the series that we will be watching. Uh, should we? Let's. You want to just get the NL out of the way first? I think we should. We should. We should do that. I think. The uh, Phillies are playing the Braves, uh, where things stand right now on the morning of September 28th. The Atlanta Braves are two and a half games up on the Philadelphia Phillies. That half game, we should be uh, clear about this. The half game, the Braves have an extra game to play. There was a rainout against the Rockies. They will only play that game next Monday if it is necessary. So for all intents and purposes, it's really three back. Um, because the Braves probably have a built-in win against the Rockies after the <laughs> which, season's over. Which, by the way... That's so yeah. soft. They should play yeah. that game. All I hear about all year is 162 games. It's a grind. 162. I, oh, it's so I hard. Agree. Hardest game to complete the season. 162 games. What? And the division winner gets to just play 161 just because? I well, agree. They clinched it. But it is But it is. It's funny. all about the grind, Jake. It's all about the grind. 162. It's it's just funny to me because we 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 had this whole conversation last week about the... Orioles D-backs having to come back to, on Monday and playing a game for the number one pick. But like there are actual stakes that make sense there, whether they're trying to win or trying to lose. The Rockies having to fly to Atlanta for some reason on Monday after their final game of the season is that is a very, very funny image. So it's anyway, like having to go is, back to your high school to like pick up your books after finals. <laughs> the point is, the point is. Phillies playing the Braves, and if the Braves take care of business, we won't be thinking about this. Now, these matchups are very exciting. I mean, you look, okay, Wheeler Morton, we got Noel Freed. It's the like, six best pitchers yeah, on, like on these teams. It's as good as, as you can hope for, right? Um, it's just that the context of how 
poopy these teams have have been overall uh, makes it a little less so. But it will be it will be it will certainly uh, be some some high anxiety games. Now I will say for the Phillies, most importantly this week. They're trying to get over 500 for the first time in, in 10 years. They currently sit at exactly 81 wins. If anything, hopefully the Phillies can get one win and, and celebrate a winning season. <laughs> uh, the Phillies really need a sweep. If they sweep, they will be up uh, by a half game heading into the final series of the year. I believe the Phillies are uh, playing the Mets. Uh, for the last series, and the Braves have no. The, the Mar- Braves are playing Marlins. the Mets. Braves are, have the Mets. Phillies are in Miami. Phillies in Miami. Um, s- both of those series are like that's even, right? At this point, that's kind of a wash. <laughs> the Phillies really need a sweep. Two out of three would give them a de- like a, 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 a small chance. And the stakes is if you listen to this podcast, you know that the beginning of the year I made the wager that the Phillies would make the playoffs. I hitched my wagon to a legitimate postseason contender and whether or not they make it i am proud of the team that i love and myself i am proud of myself for not necessarily nailing this this prediction um but i was close enough i'm just glad you gave us something to to still to still be you know referencing back to uh this late into the season i think that that was a worthy cause and honestly that's kind of what we what we loved about that bet because we knew it was going to be close now we didn't think it was going to be close in in this specific way but um it it, it has uh paid off uh in that sense but i know some you know some phillies fans in my life who have just i mean they've had some of the most ridiculous games you know where they're going down by six and then coming back and then they're just getting shut out by the pirates and like they are they are not they do not feel like an October quality team, but Bryce Harper's doing his his damnedest uh to get him in there and then he might just do it. He might just do it. Um so that okay, so that's that's the end. All right. So let's move that to the side. Well also, one last thing, one last oh, yeah. thing on Phillies Braves. Yeah. Tonight's game, Tuesday night's game, Zach Wheeler on the mound against Charlie Morton. Zach Wheeler, I would pick him for the NL Cy Young. Jordan disagrees with me. But I think there's a there's like a, a way that like they need to win tonight. No, duh, they need to win tonight. But Wheeler on the mound in game one of the series is very fortunate for the Phillies. If he can go out and just dominate, they've got a little bit of Mo Maurice Mentum, and then things start to look a little bit sunnier. <laughs> yeah. And then and then, you know, Nola Freed, Nola uh, who got shelled by the Pirates. Who and then and then Freed, who just threw a Maddox uh, in San Diego, so that'll be uh, a fun little matchup too. All right, National League, move to the side again. Remember, three weeks ago we were like, "Oh, this NL wildcard race is crazy." It's like, nope, not. it's it's dead. Sorry, Reds. The Cardinals we'll were like, later. "That's cute." That's funny. Uh, well, Reds, we'll talk about you later. All right, let's move to the American League. Oh man, <laughs> this is this is going to be something. We got. Of course, the three AL East teams who have been playing uh, musical chairs with these uh, two wild card spots for the last month. The Yankees, uh, currently, after sweeping the Red Sox in Boston, are a game ahead. The Toronto Blue Jays are a game behind Boston. So two games separate all three of these teams in total. Boston heads to Baltimore to take on the mighty Orioles, while New York heads up across the border to face the Toronto Blue Jays, who the last time they faced them, uh, mopped them on their home field. 
This is going to be amazing regular season baseball. Which series would you like to begin with? Let's begin with the Yankees and the Jays. The Yank, they said this 800 times on the Sunday night broadcast that that game was more important for the Yankees and the Red Sox. And that was true. That is a fact because the Yankees have Toronto and Tampa to end the season while Boston gets the Orioles and the Nationals. Uh, and so the Yankees being up a game, that's kind of, in my head, they're tied. In my head, they're basically essentially tied based upon the games left to play. Uh, the Yankees and the Blue Jays facing off against each other is great because each team has the potential to bury the other, right? And there's the potential that it's essentially a wash. Like if Toronto takes two out of three, then it's a, it's a wash for all intents and purposes. And we're getting all the good pitchers in this one too. We're getting Tyon Ryu tonight. We're getting Cole Barrios tomorrow night. And then Robbie Ray pitches uh, the finale on Thursday. The Yankees are hot. They are a team that always seems to feed off of energy. There are peaks and there are valleys. Do you anticipate their W6 that they're rolling on right now pushing them forward into the series? Or do you see there was a day off yesterday? They have to go to fly to Canada. What do you think is going to happen in this one? I think that the day off will, will hurt. I think this will be close. I don't think this will be a sweep for either team. It is worth noting that while the Blue Jays mopped in the Bronx uh, a few weeks back, um, last time the Yankees were in Toronto was in June. Although, wait a minute. Was this in That Buffalo? was in Buffalo. Was this in Buffalo? Yeah, this was, it was in Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, okay, so they haven't even played in Toronto yet. Um, if I'm reading the schedule yet, which is uh, correctly, which is kind of crazy and weird to think about, but they haven't even played in Toronto this season. So the atmosphere is obviously going to be uh, incredible. And I, I lean Toronto in this series, but <laughs> the Yankees are certainly looking pretty scary. Stanton in particular. Now I know he's he's been getting some pitches to hit that he probably shouldn't be, but he's doing he's doing his job, man. And Stan and Judge have been carrying this offense the whole the whole season. We've seen the pitching uh, start to kind of come together. So I think this will. I don't think this will be a sweep in either direction. I think I think it will stay close. Um, and I would I would bet Toronto uh, wins two of them. But I mean, I just I just can't like I can't believe that that Toronto is still it's they they still look like the best team. They, they, I, in my opinion, I think they've been the most consistent. I know they've the Toronto's had they've had some frustrating losses, but they're still the team, especially now that Springer's back. Like they still feel like the most high powered, complete team. Um, and yet, it might not be enough. It might not be enough. But I'm a firm believer that the one game difference between them and Boston right now, and the two game difference between them and the Yankees right now, is that Toronto had to play not at home. I really do. I really think that having to play a third of the season in Florida a third of it in uh, Buffalo and a third of it in Toronto. That's a soft factor. That's a two game swing for me. It's it, it impacts everybody. And that's unfortunate. And it's no one's you know fault or anything, but I just think that played a huge role. I also agree with you. I I'll say the Jays take two out of three here. Uh, I think they win game one. Cole dominates them in game two. And then Ray dominates the Yankees in game three. And all the people, all the Yankees fans are like, man, we almost had him at the deadline in 2019. <laughs> Right. And they could still sign him uh, in the offseason. Um, Robbie Ray about to get super duper paid. Uh, let's move to <laughs> Orioles Red Sox. Now, let's do it. Let's do A's Mariners. Oh, you want to do A's Mariners first? Okay. Because we'll do, we'll do a lot of Orioles chat after. So let's do A's Mariners. All right. Yeah. So last night, 
the Mariners uh, had their biggest win of the season. I believe it was the most runs. I mean, like literally like run differential wise, I believe it was their biggest victory, uh, a nine run uh, victory, <laughs> uh, which is which is very funny. Uh, I guess they beat the Twins 10 nothing earlier this season. But besides that, this is not a team as you as they are known for their minus 52 run differential. They're not known for for blowing teams out, but that is what they did. Uh, in their opening uh, game of their final homestand against Oakland. After going down 3 nothing in the top of the first, it did not matter. They just came back, they tied it, and then they just completely blew it open. Two three-run homers from Mitch Hanniger. And uh, here are the Mariners, a game and a half back with five games to play. Obviously, as a Mariners fan, this has been a treat and a complete crazy, ridiculous season uh, to watch. Now, they have sort of done this before in recent seasons where they have overperformed their peripherals and been in contention on the final week of the season. This season, it feels even more goofy because of the teams we're comparing them to these three AL East behemoths uh, who have just all of these incredibly famous players who are all, everyone knows all about them. And you look at them like, yeah, of course they're, they're, you know, in the AL wildcard race. Of course, these three teams are doing out. And then you just have this goofy Mariners team and it has been so much fun. Oakland, (laughs) I was thinking last night how how as a Mariners fan, like after being bullied by Houston for so many years, the notion that another team in the division could view the Mariners in the same way is very funny. And 10 in a row against Oakland, I can only imagine how frustrating it must be for Oakland fans to be watching this. Um, but they, they just had their number and. Cole Irvin got waxed again <laughs> and and I gotta give credit to Cole Irvin he had some quotes that was like yeah like I talked shit earlier in the season and they've kicked my ass ever since so credit to Cole Irvin for owning up to that uh but man they're they're right there and at this point man I mean why not why the hell not they are gonna need some help because we'll get to the Orioles in a second but the fact that this Mariners team could win 90 games is 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 really really remarkable and and they they really they really have shown resilience in a way that I I can't really quite remember. And I think that comes with the youth. And honestly, the inexperience probably helps because they're just like sure. they don't know any better. They don't know any better. They're like, well, okay, why not? Like this is this is a fun team. It's a fun group. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been having a lot of fun. But I don't know. I mean, I assume you didn't watch last night's game. But how how do you feel about the Mariners being in this position? There's just nothing to lose here, man. It it is. We, we, we often talk about the team that's good the year before we expect them to be good. And the example in my head is like the 2015 Cubs or the 2015 Astros. And sometimes it's not supposed to have like the, the Mariners should have been bad or at least well, they, they should have been, been average. They shouldn't have been 90 wins. <laughs> they should, they're not a 90 win team. But what this does is even if you don't make the playoffs, the expectations are set at a proper point where ownership now has to spend, the team has to contend, and that's a good thing. High expectations are high risk, high reward, but that's the whole point of being invested both, you know, as an owner and as a team and as a GM and as a fan being emotionally invested, like you want the high stakes. And so now the bar is raised and whether or not they get in this year, 2022 becomes the year for expectations. And most importantly, uh, if we're going like soft factors, they are obviously playing the loosest this week of any of these teams in it, right? Nothing to lose. Because like the Red Sox are looking at their like Orioles and Nats and being like, okay, we got this. But like 
there's more pressure there for them because it's like, hey, don't screw this up. You're playing two of the worst teams in baseball, right? Obviously, the Yankees and Jays. It's just going to be so intense and 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 you know, anxious for, because of, because they're they're fighting. Well, so, it's also like yeah. the fan base is not going to be mad. So if the if the Mariners don't make the playoffs, it's disappointing and it's not ideal. But no one is writing angry emails. Yeah. Yeah. And whereas well, yeah. for the problem, <laughs> I'm not. You're but, not. Yeah. But Yankees, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the and the the Yankees are the Yankees. And any year that they have Stanton and Judge and Garrett Cole employed and they don't make the playoffs, it is a failure. The Boston Red Sox, anytime that you have Devers, Bogarts, JD Martinez, Chris Sale, and you don't make the playoffs, that is a failure. The Blue Jays, even with the, the excuses I gave them earlier, having Cy Young, Robbie Ray, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Boba Shett, Insane, like they have, like that's an amazing team. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, right, and it was really unlucky because it's a tough context, but like, yeah. Whereas America's like, "Eh, screw it, tie France. That's all we need. (laughs) Whatever. So, so, uh, so yes. So I'm, I'm obviously going to enjoy these these series, and and we'll, we'll, uh, but we're going to need some help. Gonna need some help. If the Mariners and, make it, maybe we'll do a little uh, emergency pot. They went out. Mariners, uh, they're the uh, the Mariners nation turns its eyes to to Baltimore, where the team they are, are chasing. Jordan and I, Jordan, I agree that Jordan, yeah. it's always okay to ask for help. Yes, well, said. in life and, and in baseball, and <sighs> I am here for you. I don't control so. anything, but the Orioles. God damn it, they do. Now, like I said, the Orioles, or sorry, the Red Sox are rolling into this series with Chris Sale against Bruce Zimmerman, <laughs> Native Aldi against Zach Lothar, and TBD, but probably somebody better than Alex Wells against Alex Wells. So <laughs> they're like, well, yeah, okay, we got it. And it's very possible, likely, that they'll just go in and put up 50 runs and it won't be hard, right? But there is a sense for them. It's like, oh, we can't, like, this is being handed to us to finish strong and to to get this wild card spot. And if we don't, it's going to be like, oh, God. Um, I, now the Orioles, the fact that we're all going to be relying on them and then they play Toronto, right? So if Toronto takes beats wins the series against the Yankees, now we're looking at Toronto's going to Baltimore. They're going to be the same situation. Do we want to, well, let's talk about the series in particular. The Red Sox, let's talk about what happened to the Red Sox this weekend. Yikes. <laughs> they could have got to get one. Yankees. Got to get one. You got to get one, and you know we don't have to go through all the all the ups and downs of that series. Uh, but they were close, and then they were just some very, very, very poorly executed pitches at very, very, very bad times. And I don't think they're that much better or worse than the Yankees, but it was obviously a poor time for that to happen. Can they rebound? I also think they will benefit from then, like coming off that series and yes there's more pressure on them but now they're facing the Orioles and I'm like oh my god like now we're it's it's almost going to be like oh wait 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 this is this is way 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 easier Jordan um, yeah I'm also excited like how many people are going to be at these games because you consider they're just playing in front of packed Fenway for three games like is it going to be all Red Sox like are Red Sox fans going to travel like crazy for these Baltimore wow. series like even more than normal probably maybe I'll go tonight Jake's considering going to Baltimore. All right. Well, we'll get. <laughs> That's interesting. So let, let, let me say a couple of things here. Um, 2011. Everyone knows about 2011 and the Orioles taking it to the Red Sox in the final day of the season, kicking them out of the playoffs. One of my favorite moments in baseball fandom being the little pest 
uh, is the best. I mean, being in the postseason is better. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the 2011 Orioles live forever in in the hearts of the fan base for what they did to the Red Sox of the last week of the season. There is no difference, Jordan, really functionally between this team and that team. The Red Sox of 2011 capitulated more down the stretch than this year's Red Sox have. Um, that team had only won, I think, like f- six games in September up to that series, whereas this team has not bungled it to such a degree. That being said, I think there is a pressure on the Red Sox because the Orioles are the Orioles, because they're supposed to go in and beat them. And for the Orioles, when the Orioles are locked in and focused, they can play good baseball games. That series they had against the Phillies, where the Phillies needed wins, all of those games were very close. Now, the Phillies took two out of three, but they're all one-run games, and the Orioles were in all of them. And I think that's what we're going to see this week. I think one of the three games, some Orioles starter will just get their doors blown off and the Red Sox will win like eight to one. That's a guarantee. You pencil that in to any series with Orioles. I think the other two are going to be close. I think the O's are going to steal one. Now the question becomes, can they take the series? And like, man, it would be the best. (laughs) Jordan. Now it's not quite the same. You know, 10 years ago, obviously it was the last day of the season. So, um, but I, let me say, as an Orioles fan, I have no interest in bouncing the Blue Jays. For me, the ideal right. scenario is this, okay? The Orioles currently are tied for the number one overall pick with Arizona, all right? I would like the Orioles to sweep the Red Sox and then get swept by the Blue Jays to catapult Toronto into the postseason. I don't think you should ever root against your team generally. However, if you give me and any other Orioles fan the option— between the Yankees slash Red Sox and Blue Jays in the postseason, everyone's picking Toronto. And so anything the Orioles can do to help that, I'm for it. You want the three and three, the three, right? So Arizona's got uh, San Francisco and, and and Colorado. So we'll see. We'll see how those shake out. But I agree with you. I mean, this is in the scenario where the Mariners like can't mathematically get in. Um in which case it would be nice. That, that, this is, you know, check us, check in again on Friday because at some point I will then be still wanting the Orioles to win and not get the number one pick as much as I want the Orioles to have the number one pick for you. But this is this is the Super Bowl. This is Orioles fans <laughs> World Series. And like, you can make fun of us for that. That's fine. But this is what we have, okay? And, and you assumed, Jordan, that I would rather have the number one pick and sweep the Red Sox. You said that to me yesterday. Uh, yeah. Again, it's going to be, this is going to be a more interesting question in three days because if it I'm was the saying, last weekend of the series, then I'm talking about the Red Sox here. Chances yep. are, if they sweep the Red Sox, they will not get the number one pick. Almost certainly. Yeah. I would much rather have the Red Sox sweep and it's not close. Just the, the Robert Andino hit, it still hurts Red Sox fans and they've won two World Series since then. Right, and we're back to being like the crappy Orioles. And it's still, you hold it over there. It's the best. And to have anything like that again, like an Anthony Santander bloop single in the ninth inning off Matt Barnes. Oh, mm, just salivating (laughs) thinking about it. It does sound pretty juicy. That the 2021 Baltimore Orioles, the small nation, holds the fate of the world in their hands. They are the Serbia of World War I, Jordan. You- <laughs> and and Franz Ferdinand is about to get got. 
do you uh sorry did you did you ask the question you have it on our believe it or not we do plan out these podcasts you said you had a question for me about that was the, my question if you oh, were oh, me would you rather have the oh, sweep if, of the number one pick? oh if you were if i was you oh okay um yeah i um no, I think I'd still want at least one. I want a series win, but I need one loss to give the number one chance of, of opportunity at the end of the season. So we still have something to play for. <laughs> Bobby, do you have a thought on this? I think you take the sweep. The sweep, the sweep you have forever. You I have just it wish, forever. I just wish it was the other way around and it was Toronto and then Boston. Of course. Like, of course. You know, but go ahead, Bobby. Sweep. Sweep, sweep right? And a landslide. You know I don't care about the draft, and you know you don't know what these prospects are going to turn into. No, also, know, the Orioles. One of them. If one they of really them might turn to, into Bobby. Some of these prospects might even turn into not being on your team. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. You never know, and then it might tank the rest of your season. Um, you could just, if you really, really wanted that number one overall prospect that you thought you were going to get with the first pick that you ruined by sweeping the Red Sox, just like drastically threaten to overpay him. And then right. you get them with the second. Here pick. Is second pick. Exactly. Just do some shenanigans, backroom shenanigans. That's that's, the, that's what the foundation of Major League Baseball is built on. <laughs> backroom shenanigans. The Orioles uh, released a video today on their Twitter. Is like a, a look back mini documentary interview with Robert Andino about that game. Okay, it is the it is the biggest small fish energy thing. And I love every single ounce of it. And the idea that anything like that could happen again is enough to keep me satisfied for the entire winter, all of next season, and the following winter before the Orioles are good in 2023. I, I hope that the I hope that the Red Sox can at least. I feel bad for Nathan Avaldi. I like that guy. I don't want to see him on the mound imploding against the Orioles. Yeah. You want to win. I assume you want to win the Chris Sale start. I think right. I think we want to see we want to see the Orioles beat Chris Sale. I think that'd be funny, especially when the quote there was a quote when Chris Sale came back and he said he like threw. I think his first start was against Orioles. He was like, "Yeah, it just felt like another rehab start." <laughs> Amazing. He said something along those lines. He did say that. So, um, <laughs> that's bulletin board material, baby. Put that Baltimore he, Sun article up on the up on the cork board. Is he wrong? No, he's not. I'm just is saying he it's wrong. Funny. Um, all right. Before we take a break, I have one. Kind of, I have one oh, more thing to say about the Orioles. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, not about the Orioles. Uh, about oh. Garrett Cole. Oh, okay. So Garrett Cole is slated to pitch on Wednesday tomorrow. With how that blocks out, he would then be perfectly in line for the wild card game on the following Wednesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. However, Jordan, is there a scenario? Where he has to, where the Yankees need to win on Sunday, and they throw him on Sunday, or need to win game one on Monday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do he's you absolutely. So what I'm saying is, for the Yankees, they need to win enough in Toronto to make sure that Garrett Cole can pitch the wild card game, because yeah. if he doesn't. It's basically pointless anyway, unless you get magic Nestor Cortez, which they might, as you tweeted this morning. That I actually, I actually don't agree with that. I think that Severino for a couple innings, Chad Green for a couple, they could patch it together. They could patch it together. You have not been watching Chad Green. I know you're. No, I have. I have been watching. No, I have been watching Chad Green. It sounds like Bobby's asking them to lose, which I appreciate too. Um, I yeah, I mean, well, listen. 
all the tiebreaker scenarios, game one, six, three. Sorry, we don't have time. We, like, yes, obviously, we're rooting for that chaos, too. I'm just saying, something to keep an eye on is sure. Garrett Cole coming back on short sure. rest to save the season on Sunday. Sure, sure. well said. Uh, before we take a break, one series not involving postseason teams that you are going to watch this week. Uh, I have a couple that I am eyeing. Now, the rules here is needs to be two teams. What What is a game, say you've got the quad box up on MLB TV and you've got three of the, the really important games on. Okay, who's getting that fourth box here The uh, between teams that are not in it? It needs to be both teams not in it. So Giants-Padres does not count because that's at least one postseason team. Rays-Astros is not important for the postseason, but that's going to be really good, right? Okay, but that doesn't count. Take your pick. I think it's pretty obviously... Mets Marlins. <laughs> I 100% agree. <laughs> At least this week. That's that's this week. And then this weekend, mm, well, it might be Phillies Marlins if the Phillies will get swept by the Braves. Um, but I'll go uh, I'll go Reds Pirates. I think in a second. Mets Marlins is, is important to me because <laughs> I think it's going to be a chance to say goodbye. Oh, wait, I have twins to the boys. Mets. Twins Royals for Twins Royals 50 homers. Yeah. For this okay. weekend. Yeah. Uh, no, Mets Marlins is a chance to say goodbye to the 2021 Mets, a team that captured our imagination like no other um, team since the 2020 Mets. I, I will be sad to see them go as reliably disastrous a club as we've had in some time. And to see Jazz Chisholm, Homer, Four times mm. off of Tyler McGill <laughs> is going to be a delight. All right, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to say a goodbye to the teams that already have E's next to their name in the standings uh, before we do the good, the bad, the ugly, and say adios. And we're back. I'm back. He's back. I'm I'm back. And so is Jordan on baseball barbecue to talk about the teams, the teams that did not make it, the teams that were not good enough. Every team matters to us, Jordan. And with the playoffs starting next week, we will not get a chance to eulogize and celebrate the clubs that were not in the mix. So we're going to go a little rapid fire action here, team by team for the eliminated clubs and just say one thing that we'll remember about their season. So the way we're going to do this is we are going to bounce between this uh, the leagues going from the top of the standings to the bottom of the eliminated teams. Uh, but first, we're going to we're going to start off with two National League teams, and we are going to begin with the Reds, who are the one team we're going to talk about who are not technically eliminated as we record this, although their tragic number is indeed one. So by the time you're listening, it might indeed be over. Uh, let's say goodbye again. We're, we're just going just like. Like basically word association, like 2021 Reds. What are we going to remember? Jake Mintz, go ahead. Jesse Winker, incredible start the year. Yeah. Joey Votto, Renaissance in the middle yes. of the season. Yes. There was like a, a three-week span where it was like, well, the Padres fell apart and it's got to be the Reds. It can't be anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the Reds. Look how easy their schedule is. Eh, maybe not. Uh, I got more Joey Votto stuff for... Um, the good, the bad, the ugly. So I'll save that. But okay. I will also say Jonathan India, probably 
maybe the favorite for NL Rookie of the Year is very impressive considering we were all like, why really they're expecting Jonathan India to be their second baseman? Like, that's how we all felt in March, and now he's going to win the Rookie of the Year. So that is a success. Uh, the San Diego Padres, Jake Mintz, they, they are eliminated. They're currently 500 and still have to play uh, the Dodgers and Giants during this last week. This team we thought was going to be one of the best in baseball might finish below 500. What will you remember? I will remember the good times because I did not watch the bad times. Okay. I will remember the first two months of the year where Tatis was homering left and right. I will remember that more than I will remember the complete disintegration of this baseball outfit. Particularly How, the pitching. <laughs> particularly the pitching. There will are on that side, there are two other things that stick in my head. One is the Jake Arietta spot start, where they had no arms. They signed Jake Arietta off of he the started scrap four heat. games. Well, the first one to me it was oh, okay. the first one because the first one he came back and he immediately got crushed and then got injured like right away. And it was like, this was your best plan. I'll remember that. And I will remember the, the gif of the Padres fan flicking off the Dodgers fan. And then the team sucking every day after that. That's a very good one. I will remember, uh, Jake Cronenworth being their second best player, um, for a good a portion of the season. And I will absolutely remember Daniel Camarena's Grand Slam. Great call. That was amazing. Next up, the Cleveland soon-to-be Guardians. They played their final home game uh, of the season already so they could say goodbye uh, to their uh, not-so-kosher nickname that they're finally saying goodbye to. The Guardians will be here soon, but we must say goodbye to the Cleveland baseball team. What will you remember about them this year? I remember they changed the name, man. That's it. it. This was the most irrelevant team in baseball this year. I think they were the the team I thought about the least. Uh, Shane Bieber got hurt. He was good when he was on the field, but he got hurt. Like, they had a breakout from uh, Cal Quantrill, but no one really watched it. And Jose Ramirez was just about as good as he always is. And nothing particularly compelling happened with them. And that's I agree. Uh, if we had recorded this yesterday, I really would have had nothing. But the Bradley Zimmer homer off Kyle Zimmer was very cool. I love Jose Ramirez. And uh, Emmanuel Classe is one of the best players in the world. So yeah. uh, credit to him. But man, I, I miss Shane Bieber. <laughs> Shane Bieber was still really awesome when he pitched. But um, uh, yes, also they got no hit uh, twice. So three times. Shouts, shouts, oh, three times. Shouts, <laughs> shouts to Cleveland. Uh, next up, we have the, what is this? NY. Yeah, the Mets. We've talked about Bobby, them before. Bobby, just Bobby. I'll Last Mets con of the season. Bobby, what will you remember about the 2021 Mets? Who are the Mets? The oh, Mets are okay. So here's what happened: the New York Giants <laughs> and the Brooklyn Dodgers moved to California okay, in the late right. 50s. Fast forward, fast and the forward. Mets colors are orange and blue because the orange is from the the New York Giants and the blue is from the Brooklyn Dodgers. The only thing that I'm willing to remember from the 2021 Mets season is all of the greatest moments oh. of the broadcast. Gary Cohen. Oh, that's Ron a good Darling, one. That's a good one. I was going to say the Lindor game. You still have sometimes. the Lindor game. You yeah, I'll always have the Lindor game. But that wasn't called by that broadcast. So criminal. That's true. So that's criminal at ESPN Sunday Night point. Baseball. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I'll besides the Lindor game, I'll remember uh, literally everybody underperforming. Um, except for, I guess, you know, Pete was pretty good. Shout out to VR. Brandon Nimmo was good. 
Brandon he was Nimmo hurt was for good. a little while. He was hurt. He, he was hurt. He only he only played eighty five games. It's like an but, extend Nimmo hive right now. Yeah. On um, and and then honestly, Aaron Loop, man, I will. Oh yeah, he's a king. <laughs> this Aaron Loop season was incredible. Um, he was the highest paid Rays reliever last year, so we all should have seen this coming. True. Uh, but uh, Aaron usually Loop it's the awesome other way though. Stuff. Usually relievers are bad once they leave the Rays, and then good once they get also, to the Rays. True. Also, uh, Jacob Degrom when he was pitching. Uh, was I was going to say I. So even though yeah. I did not watch it or see it, I will remember Jacob Degrom dominating the Low A Cardinals. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, that is that is a very good one. All right. Next. And then the up, last uh, wait, the, the last one. Oh, yeah. The last wait, one, one is more Pete winning the yeah. Pete winning the Derby again. Oh, very easily, and basically showing us that like he's the Derby guy, and he will always be the Derby guy, and he's probably going to win like four more of these. Um, yeah. So. Shouts to Pete. All right. Uh, the Detroit Tigers. Jake, the Detroit Tigers. What we remember about the Detroit Tigers? Miggy 500. Uh, getting to go to two games in Detroit. The first games I've ever been to uh, at Comerica. In the middle of the Miggy 500 chase was very cool. And there were 2,500. Uh, sorry, 25,000. 2,500. 25,000 people at a Wednesday afternoon game in Detroit that I was at to watch Miggy. I will always remember that about this team. And I will remember that they were better than everyone thought at every turn. Hmm. Uh, get to that in a second. Uh, I will remember Akil Badu homering on the first pitch he's ever saw and having an amazing season. Um, a great young, like that, I mean, this is every Rule 5 pick, but like the Akil Badu season is is one of my favorites uh, of the year and one of my favorite rookie seasons in recent memory. Eric Haas being Michigan guy uh, and being legitimately excellent as an offensive catcher. Uh, and I also remember uh, that Jake Mintz, you declare on this podcast that if the Tigers go over 72 wins, you will have to spend an entire day listening to Eminem's entire discography. Um, what are they at? The Tigers have 75 wins and you have 13 hours of Eminem at least (laughs) (laughs) on your schedule at some point coming up here. Um, yeah. How are we feeling about that? Jake, are you still with us, Jake? (laughs) There's mom's spaghetti on my sweater already, Bobby. (laughs) Wait. Speaking of mom's spaghetti, Jordan, mm. you blew right past the Reds bet, which was oh, that if true. the Reds go over 79, Jordan mm-hmm. Schusterman, one of the co-hosts of this podcast that we're on me. right now, can dump a plate of Cincinnati chili on Jake Mintz, mom's the other co-host, mom's, mom's Cincinnati chili. <laughs> what are the Reds and, at? And recording. <laughs> 81, dude. 82, I think. Yeah, you already yeah. lost both of these. Yeah. All right. Um, and there's actually one more with Pittsburgh, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, but let's move on as Jake uh, realizes. Uh, Fortunately for you, the you? Diamondbacks <laughs> did not make the 10-team playoff, though. So you don't, okay. have, to yes. don't have to eat a snake. Or, and the Angels did not go over, so you don't have to okay, catch Okay, we'll get trout. to those. Have I talked to you guys about my grocery store? Visa no. v M&M? No. So my local grocery store, for some reason. The one that we went to when I was there? The one that you and I went to. Okay. uh, Shouts out to uh, the Fine Fair on 117th. Are you doing SponCon for your local grocery store right now? (laughs) For some inexplicable. Yeah, support local businesses. For some inexplicable reason, there is 
always Eminem being played. Every time I walk in, like every wow. single time I go to that supermarket, there is like, I love the way you lie or like mm. rap God, not even early Eminem, like new Eminem playlists are being played in the speakers. Here's which the thing. Wow. Yeah. Greatest if, city on earth. If you know anything about the demographics of Uptown Manhattan is particularly surprising. <laughs> um, here's what I'll say about that. Uh, it sounds like you're saying, can I just grocery shop for 13 hours? Yes. <laughs> no, you have to make sure you hear every song. So if they're just going to keep playing Love the Way You Lie and Rap God, <laughs> then you're wasting your time. Anyway. Is, so, do features count? No, it's just... No. His discography. You okay. don't need any, everything he's like, featured on. If you on. go to Spotify, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Spotify. If you go to Spotify, every album that's listed there, you have to listen to from oh. beginning to end. But here's the other thing. Like, <laughs> you don't get to listen to Forgot About Dre. Because that's not, that's oh. not his Can song. I for, for fun? You can. I'm just You're saying that that person. will not contribute. It would be a waste of time during the effort, is my point. <laughs> Okay. Oh, we're gonna have to chronicle this. Somewhere. So anyway, you can do it while you're getting chili dumped on your head. Um, <laughs> we can we can work this all out. Okay, I love the idea of you needing to do it consecutively and just seeing if it actually just breaks you. Like you start crying halfway uh, through it. You know, you can't control your emotions. Guys, I'm starting to think that I'm a bit of an idiot. <laughs> so anyway, just know, Jake, that I realized this like two weeks ago and was like, ooh, I just want to make sure before we're clear before I get too excited. I didn't want to say it when they were at like 70 wins and then have them lose out. So anytime we're, I get we're good. And anytime I get seven consecutive text messages from Jordan on a Monday night, it's either that the Mets <laughs> did something ridiculous or that Jake is about to get it on the podcast the next day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Colorado Rockies. Colorado Rockies, here's what I'll remember about them in 2021. They were not that bad. And I am it's it's probably an organizational failure that they were not that bad, but I still got to give them credit, especially considering that they were, for the first five months, predictably one of the worst road teams we've ever seen. But then they they won a bunch of road games down the stretch. Um, and, uh, you know, Ryan McMahon was pretty cool. Their defense was, was excellent, um, even though they don't have Nolan Arenado anymore. Uh, and, yes, yeah, CJ Crone was awesome. I think that's the end of my list. What do you, what do you remember? I will remember not trading Trevor's story at the deadline and him yeah. being like, I don't know why I'm still here. And, and then yeah, I'll asking to sit out. Yeah. <laughs> and asking to sit out. And then I'll remember them clapping for Arenado at the All-Star game. Oh, yes. Yeah. Also, yeah, just like Denver, All-Star was was awesome. So uh Rockies fans are we're thinking of you. All right. Back to the American League. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I what think a surprise. This is a, this is a pretty this yeah. is pretty obvious one, Jordan. Yeah. I will remember David Fletcher having zero barrels the entire <laughs> yep. season. No yep. times barreling up a baseball. I will remember Joe Madden at the Little League Classic. Uh, during a rain delay, they were interviewing Joe Madden in the crowd, and they had some of the kids come ask Joe Madden questions. And uh, one of the kids said, Joe Madden, uh, what's the hardest thing about managing the Angels? <laughs> And Joe Madden was like, he was kind of flustered and was like, it's actually, it's really easy. And I was like, Joe, you were not ready for that hard question. The hardest thing is that no matter what you do, you're going to lose. 
Uh, I'll also probably remember Shohei Otani. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Juan Lagares. Cheers to Juan Lagares. I will... Oh, I'll, you know what I'll remember? I'll remember Jack Mayfield pitching for the Mariners and then being the reason they had to release Jose Iglesias because they were like, we got to get Jack Mayfield uh, in, the, in the lineup. Uh, but no, I'll probably remember Otani. I think that's probably the one. Probably. probably I'll probably remember that. I think I'll remember <laughs> that. Next on our list is the Chicago Cubs. I will remember that so hard <laughs> that when I'm 88 and my brain looks like a bowl of melted ice cream and I don't know my grandkids' names, I'll just be telling them about Shohei Otani's like, 2021 season. 45 homers and 25 so, steals. And he, he also pitched. 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 Oh, my God. He's really fast. He was like 97th percentile sprint speed. Oh Pop up, eat your soup. <laughs> uh, the 2021 Cubs, what will you remember? Uh, they, they sent everyone to Siberia the same day. <laughs> I will remember being at the Mahoning Valley Scrappers game when oh wait sorry no i remember being at the sorry lake erie crushers the wrong trade. lake erie crushers i was thinking about the gala trade the lake erie crushers when anthony rizzo was traded to the new york yankees my goodness and that's when we were like oh shit it's going down i will remember patrick wisdom and frank schwindel because yes. what a treat they have been amazing down the stretch and i will try to forget the entire pitching staff um as soon as possible so i will yeah. Now, whenever I see the fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith alone in the room meme, mm. I think of Wilson Contreras. Mm-hmm. And sort of Ian Happ, but mostly Wilson Contreras. Yeah. And I guess Jason Hayward. Nope. Um, I think of, nope. I said that I, there's one person in the, in the meme, Jordan. I think of Wilson Contreras. That's true. There aren't four I don't know who you think of, room. but don't tell me who I think of. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, that is that. Oh, oh, and then I also remember <laughs> that that like within a week after they traded everyone, they were like, "We're playing both Romines. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> we're so fun." <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on um, to <laughs> the Kansas City Royals. How many Romines can we play? <laughs> Two. I will remember Salvador Perez. Yeah. One of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. I love Salvador Perez dearly. Uh, I hope he leads the league in home runs. That's a statistical. We got some statistical things to watch down the stretch too, but we don't, we don't have time to talk about those. But I would love for Salvi to lead the league in homers, um, whether he gets the 50 or not. And uh, just, I, yeah, I just fell back in love with, with Salvador Perez. So easy, easy answer. Washington Nationals, I will remember Juan Soto. I will remember... Oh, yeah how he is now the best hitter in the world. I will remember how I don't remember Steven Strasburg playing <laughs> at all. Yeah. I will remember yeah. Scherzer and Turner being dealt away. Yeah. Yeah. Those, that is, uh, it's <laughs> all, all you have to, all you have to know. And my God. Oh, also Paolo Espino appearing in every game of the season. I'll remember the three weeks where Kyle Schwarber turned into a, a God and everyone was like, maybe the Nats. Maybe the Nats. And they were like, maybe not the Nats. Um, we moved to the Minnesota Twins, another team that once it went south, had a strong argument for most irrelevant team in baseball. Um, but no, this is one of the most, one of the biggest surprises of the year. I will remember Byron Buxton's first month. That was just supersonic and amazing. Uh, and that's honestly probably it. I don't think... <laughs> Oh my God! I'll remember that stretch where Alex Colome 
blew like three unbelievably brutal saves in a row. And this is when their season was already off the rails. But there was one blow save where I think he threw 48 pitches in Oakland or something. And it was just like it was really, really tough to watch. So that's uh, that's definitely up there, too. So on, on, on the on the bad side, uh, I will remember Josh Donaldson fighting with the White Sox. Oh, yeah. That week that of the season where the Lucas, White Sox were right? like, yeah. And Lucas and the White Sox were like, you guys suck. You suck. Like when a good team and a bad team beef, I always find it funny because it's like the good team could just say, you suck. Right. I'll, and they oh, suck. Also, also, Jorge Blanco was fantastic. And I think he had like a walk-offs in three straight games at some point. Um, Blanco is very good. So cheers to him. And he looks like Anthony Martial. Um, the Marlins. Mighty Marlins. Chaz homering off Ooh, of DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom is a no-brainer. Jazz sliding into every base with no helmet. Yep. I know Jazz, I know his like overall numbers are like still ended up being like kind of underwhelming, but he was awesome this year and he is going to be an all-star and I love Jazz. So, that's yeah. That's and then I will remember uh Jesus Aguilar uh talking about Matt Joyce. Hey, Matt Joyce. Hey, Matt Joyce. Uh, Sandy Alcantara also being fantastic and Trevor Rogers maybe winning the National League Rookie of the Year is up there as well. Is there anything else about this Marlins team? No, there's not. Oh, Derek Jeter made the Hall of Fame. As a Marlin. To the Texas Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Jeter was like, I need a Marlins cap on my plaque? Oh, also Eddie Alvarez being an Olympian and playing for them. Yeah. That's cool. The Texas Rangers. Now, sadly, as I look at the Seattle Mariners one and a half games back, I will definitely think about Jonah Heim hitting back-to-back walk-off home runs against the Seattle Mariners. That I will be difficult to get out of my head. Um, so that's way up there. Uh, I remember Adolis Garcia being um, just one of the most fun players in baseball. He is, he is amazing, and I'm so glad we got to watch him uh, play because clearly the Cardinals were not interested. Uh, and I think, I think that that pretty much sums it up. They had some very, very bad pitching performances. They gave up so many home runs. They, they, they were the team that was just like, I would be stunned if they're not the team that had allowed the most home runs this season. I'm not, I'm not super certain about that, although I guess I can check. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, they, that was a bad pitching staff. That is, that is definitely what I'll remember about the Rangers. Are you going to remember anything about the Rangers? Garcia. Dolly's. Yeah. Uh, all right. There you go. That's Texas. Who's next on the list? The Pittsburgh Pirates. Jake said, if they don't go over 62, 62. I, I actually was with you on that one. I thought they would win 62 games. How many uh, wins do they have right now? 58. Oh, 58. Okay. So actually, I think there's, I think it was 62. We might have to go back and check that. I could be wrong about that. No, it's 66. Oh, was the Pirates go under oh, 66. Oh, Bobby checked it. I'm sorry. Okay, so never mind. I, I said the Pirates would what? You said go they over. would go over. Yeah. I did? I don't yeah. know why you thought that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so the, the <laughs> wager there was that Jake has to attend a Mets game um, in City Field against the Pirates as a Pirate super fan dressed as a Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> um, which 
Uh, I think we have the 2022 schedule now, and we can tell you when exactly that will be. I think it's be. way funnier if it's not a Pirates game. That's <laughs> no, it's too confusing. It's too confusing. yeah. You go to have... a Mets a Mets Reds game. <laughs> Here we go, Colt Tucker. Uh, the Pirates are in New York on. Doo, 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 doo. Ooh, I think we'll be in the middle of the summer. You're going to be really sweaty. <laughs> um, oh, never mind. End of September. September. It's a four-game oh. series, so you got four opportunities. You're going to want to be dressed like a pirate at that game. Four games set, 15th to the 18th in City That could Field. decide the season. That could decide the season. Mets the absolutely pirates. eliminated by then. Mets probably eliminated, and Jake will be there. Cheering on Colin Moran, saying, "Let's go, Buckos!" I will Raise remember. I will remember Will Craig's brain turning oh into God. soup. Oh, man, yeah. Now Jake, I think I'm key- gonna. I, I'll attend that Mets game with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, he will. Um, he's now on the Kiwoom Heroes, by the way. I will remember Yoshi Tsutsuko <laughs> claimed off waivers and hitting like six homers in five games. I will remember Brian Reynolds being an MVP candidate. And Cabrian Hayes being disappointing just because he was injured. Um, and I will also remember uh, seeing Clay Holmes, Brian Reynolds, and Colin Moran out to dinner when I was in Pittsburgh, uh, 20 minutes apart from each other. And I think about it all the time now because remember the premise of that ugla was that I recognized Clay Holmes in street clothes. And now Clay Holmes is like a pivotal part of the New York Yankees. And that is very funny to me. So how things change. Uh, we move to the 2021 Baltimore Orioles. Two teams left. What will you remember, Jake? <laughs> I guess it kind of depends on this week, huh? I'll remember all of it, Jordan. Yeah, I'll remember much. it all. Every moment, every game. I'll remember the whole damn thing, Jordan. So, someone asked us, uh, how many games do you watch of your favorite team? How many Orioles games do you think you watch this year? Half. Probably half? about half. Yeah. No way. No way. Thumb, Lower thumb, than thumb. half? Got it. I watched... Bits or pieces of house. I'm not blaming you. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, I will remember Cedric Mullins uh, finishing top three, please, in the MVP voting. I will remember Matt Harvey <laughs> pitching in City Field and Matt Harvey being competent. He was competent. You know who could have used Matt Harvey? The Mets. Somehow. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. I will remember Ryan Mountcastle figuring it out. In the second half of the season. Yep. I will remember the series where they took two out of three from the Yankees. Oh, wait. They did it twice. And then I will remember their final week sweep against the Red Sox. That is come soon. Uh, let me help you out and just remind you that Trey Mancini uh, is going to play 145 baseball games this year after beating cancer. So that seems like a win. Uh, I will remember that for sure. And yeah, but sure. Derby. But Jordan, he needed that one day off. You know what I mean? He did. Oh, that's true. Yeah, some some warrior he is. And then I'll just remind you that John means they're a no-hitter uh, against my favorite team. So I would assume you would remember that. But I don't remember that. all the losses have piled up so brutally. Um, also, Adley Rhino, we're not talking about the Myers, but Adley Rutschman being the real deal. We move to the final team, the Arizona Diamondbacks. What a catastrophe. What will you remember? Nothing. I I'm will remember. To think, oh, David Peralta leading the league in triples. There's an no. I won't remember you anything. Remember Mad bum fake no hitter. Mad bum Ooh. fake no hitter is a very good one, especially because then they lost like 
20 road games in a row, right? I, I will right remember the sexy-ass Serpientes uniforms. Ooh, oh, yeah. I, good one. I do like those. I do like those. Uh, I, I'll remember the, the Dalton Varsho hot stretch because I'm a huge Dalton Varsho fan. So that's definitely up there. But man, other than that, ooh. not great. Cheers was, to- was, uh, was Rat Leone? This year? No, no, that <laughs> no, was last year. That was definitely, I think, two years ago. But that is a great reference that I don't feel like um, explaining. I would also say that in some ways, the D-backs deserve the number one pick more than the Orioles. Because, like, first of all, the Orioles have already picked first and second. And this D-backs team, it was so awful that it's like, all right, just have the Like, my God, they're so bad. All right. That's our that's our say goodbye exercise. I enjoyed that. That was fun. One more thing before we completely move on from the teams that have been eliminated. I should have piped up when we were talking about the Rockies, but I was so fascinated listening to you guys talk about how they're actually good because I didn't really realize that. Um, there's one more bet that we haven't mentioned, which is that Jake wagered that the Coors Cat, the Coors oh Cat. Oh my God, I forgot about this. Which made an appearance in center field during a Rockies-Dodgers game. In the first, in week, the of the first week of the season, season right? April 6th, uh, you'll remember, some of you will remember that Cody Bellinger just stared at it blankly, which is what Cody Bellinger does at everything. Um, Particularly fastballs yeah, now. That's unfortunate. Jake said, if the Coors Cat does not reappear this season, because Jake was in the midst of a conspiracy theory that the Coors Cat was a plant for attention. The Coors Cat does not reappear this show season. Up at the game. Jake will watch Cats and live tweet it. Cats, Cats 2019, 2019, the movie. Yeah. So you have so one week. Now he still has yeah, you a, have couple, a couple games. He's a couple left days left to see if they, because they, oh, they, they have, I think they're on the road. No, no, no. They have a few more games against the Nats this week. Uh, okay. and then they're on the road. So you week. better hope that it was all <laughs> building up to this last week series against the Nats. <laughs> For some reason, wow, I, can't I really, believe, I really whiffed on these boys. I can't believe they didn't um, do something at the All Star game. That really would have been good. So Jake will be watching, in all likelihood, watching Cats and Live tweeting it, dressing up like a pirate, writing a one-page paper about why Jalen Hurts is the greatest quarterback of all time, getting a plate of Cincinnati chili dumped on his head. Uh, while listening to 13 Hours of Eminem. While listening, all while listening to 13 Hours of Eminem. Not all heroes wear capes. You, I mean, honestly, we maybe we should have you do all of these things on the same day next year. That sounds exhausting. Like, I think... <laughs> It's so funny to think like you're at the it's like the twelve at, trials that Hercules no, 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 had to face before he was accepted to Mount Olympus. No, no, no. Think about this. Think about this. Picture this, people. <laughs> Jake Mintz in the City Field upper deck on September 16th. Headphones in. Headphones in. Full pirates uniform, still smelling like Cincinnati chili, having just watched Cats 2019 and just blasting. Uh, like recovery, basically. Or at uh, that point in the day, hopefully no, you're. I'm going to backwards. The- I'm going backwards. Oh, Sam. you're going backwards. Okay, so you, that's Ooh, actually like smart. That. So you're listening to, to you know encore or whatever. Yeah, um, I'm okay. I'm getting the uh the phase where he talked Jamaican out of the way <laughs> <laughs> like early. All right. Before, right as Edwin Diaz gives up the game-winning home run, <laughs> as he's pointing to the sky, is yeah. right when the Eminem show starts. Oh my god! All right, well. Well, <laughs> stay tuned, folks. We'll get back to that. Um, I don't know how we're going to raise money around this day in the way we did with 
<laughs> with the Larusa uh, walk to Chicago, but we'll see. All right, Jake Mintz go. is no good. Very bad day. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's uh. Let's do good, bad, ugly. Let's do it quick. Um. I'll go first. I don't first. remember what my ugly was, but I'll figure it out by the time we get there. Good, the bad, the ugly. This is a good, bad, and something down ugly, something very weird in baseball. Go ahead. My good is Albert Pujols. When Albert Pujols was uh, cast aside by the Angels and picked up by the Dodgers, we all laughed. We were like, what does this look like at the end of the year? And he has been average at the plate, league average, slightly above league average even. And I am happy. He was not an embarrassment. He did not look overmatched. He was useful. He was, he had a point. There was a point to him being there the whole year, and he will be on the postseason roster. Yeah. And that is good. That is good. I also am now realizing that he could like hit a home run off Andrew Miller in the wild card game and eliminate the Cardinals. Yeah. Weird. I mean, that's that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> um, that is very good. That is a good one. I am also going to talk about, for my good, uh, another old slugger and give a little additional love, since I don't believe they will be making the postseason, to Joey Votto, who hit two more home runs uh, yesterday. And his isolated slugging now is behind only, among 37-year-olds, uh, 37-year-old or older, best ISO seasons of all time. Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds. So we know that. Ted Williams, Henry Aaron, hmm. Nelson Cruz in 2019, Babe Ruth, 932, David Ortiz in 2016, and Joey Votto in 2021. All because Joey Votto decided, hey, I should probably hit some more home runs. Um, I also want to shout out the Steph Epstein piece about him because there has been a lot of excellent writing on Joey Votto. See Trent, obviously, is the man, and I love everything he does with Joey. But the Steph Epstein piece on Joey Votto uh, a couple weeks ago is probably the best Votto stuff I've read. So I would encourage everyone to go check that out. He's good, and that piece is good. What is bad, Jake Mintz? Albert Pujols, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Didn't you? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sometimes in life. good. Things are good and bad at the same time. We got a DM from someone, uh, shouts out to Sawyer, who noted that about a week and a half ago, Albert Pujols, his strikeouts surpassed his career walks. So he now has 1,347 strikeouts and 1,345 walks. That is bad. Uh, Albert Pujols should have retired after 2019 he would have retired with more strikeouts than walk, more walks than strikeouts, and a batting average of exactly 300, and that would have been, and I think a WAR of exactly 100, and that would have been amazing. That would have been beautiful yeah. and perfect. Missed Alas, for sure. So Albert Bullis is good, and he is bad. Uh, that is a good. One. Uh, my bad this week is one more Orioles-related thing. The Baltimore Orioles uh, currently have a team ERA of 5.84 which is uh, in the uh, integration era, uh, the third worst in history behind only behind below above above for sure. The 1996 Tigers who also lost 109 games 
had a 638. That is the record. The 1996 Tigers. I had no knew nothing about this team, but they uh, lost 109 games. That's and Justin Verlander was was what was Justin 12 Verlander, that year. No, he, he was, was a rookie. Still he was in his high rookie A. Is 12. He was, he 12. was still in high A. The line the the rotation was. I've never heard of any of these gentlemen. I'm not even gonna. Philip Felipe Lira, Omar Olivares, Greg Gore, Justin Thompson. It sounds like outs to me. Those are real people. That's the record. 638. Uh, 1999 Rockies also had a 603. That is second. They only lost 90 games, but they're the 1999 Rockies. You can imagine how hard it was to prevent runs. Um, But the reason I'm bringing this up is that that is the pitching staff whose fate of the Mariners and the Red Sox, Blue Jays, this is who we're talking about here. Okay, And if the Red Sox and Blue Jays do come out and are angry and hit like they should, this ERA title, I mean, it would take a lot to move that many points, but I do believe it could end over six. So just something to watch. I am rooting for this team to pull off a miracle. Obviously, I'll be pulling for the Orioles dearly, but uh, it is already the worst. For reference, by the way, the 2019 Orioles, a 567 ERA. So it has been worse than the 2019 Orioles. Um, But uh, yeah, that's who we're counting on. Woo! Go Orioles. Orioles magic. All right, what's Ugla? Albert Poole. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I want to talk about the people, the players who listened to Dora the Explorer. Ooh, okay. What does that mean? They heard the the cries for swipe or no swiping, and they did Don't not swipe. They did Don't not swipe. swipe. They did not even attempt to swipe. There are 10 Major League Baseballmen who have not attempted a steal this year. They are qualified hitters. There are 12 qualified hitters who have not attempted a steal this season. Jordan, do you have any quick guesses? I Bobby, know Carlos guess Correa two. is one. I know Carlos Correa, Correa is one. Um, I don't think Albert Pujols is qualified. But this is misleading Albert because Pujols sometimes... is qualified and has two steals. He he has, he has steals, steals, right? Yeah. So the super crazy slow guys usually luck into just like walking to second base. So you're kind of having to get guys that are on first base but are good enough to where they're like, it's fine, but are also not that slow. So it's like, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll get the third. It's not like I need the base. Maybe on teams that have realized stealing is not worth it, which is more and more teams. This now. is a lot of injury risk guys. Injury risk guys, right? Guys trying to stay healthy. Carlos Correa. How many guys? 10? 12. The Correa 12. one, I mean, he's really stopped running in the last few years, but that could be, it's like, it's the version of Bryce Harper, complete, his defensive numbers going in the absolute tank uh, in the outfield. His before his free agency year because he's like I'm not diving you crazy like I'm about to get paid like there's no chance this is Correa not how about running. Bryce Harper Harper no Harper is this. Uh, I don't know I'm just excited to hear so go ahead ready the, here is the um, in no order I'm going to kind of group the guys who have had injury issues together Giancarlo Miggy Giancarlo's Giancarlo's a great one because how often is he even on first? I mean, Giancarlo. I guess he's walked. He doesn't. Giancar- he doesn't even run once he gets to first. They pinch run. He was seventy. Like fifth inning or he later. was seventieth percentile sprint speed as recently as twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Just big strides. And now he's thirteenth percentile, which tells you what you need to know about his lower half. So uh, Giancarlo, like you said, Correa, Miggy, Trey Mancini, Josh Donaldson. Oh, Donaldson's a. I should have guessed that one. Damn. Jed Lowry. Which is surprising, but okay. the A's are probably like, don't to do anything. 
He was healthy uh, the whole time. He could run if he wants, but. Here are the slow guys. Here are the slow guys. Okay. The sl- like the guys are the slow guys. Uh, uh, Ty France. Oh, yeah. Ty France is. <laughs> Ty France is stunningly slow. And JD Martinez. Oh, yep. 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 Josh Bell. Oh, yes. He's definitely not going anywhere. Jesus Aguilar. Yep. Those are the those are the slow guys. And then there are two guys on this list that are inexplicable to me. And that is Ho, uh that is Jorge Soler has not attempted a steal. Okay. He hasn't been on first base very much. So that is true. But he was on the Royals for a while. And all they yeah. do is steal. All they That's do is true, run. But he's pretty I mean. I don't remember. Did he did he steal in the minors? I don't feel like he did. But okay, and, that's that's one. Who's the other one? And Heimer uh, Condelario, who that is surprising to me because he is above average runner and has no attempted steals. Yeah. I so don't know. I, I feel the like... no swiper, the, the swiper, no swiping all stars, just to review quickly. Ty France, JD Martinez, Carlos Correa, Giancarlo Stanton, Jaimer Condelario. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, Jesus Aguilar, Josh Bell, Trey Mancini, Josh Donaldson, Jed Lowry, Jorge Soler. No swiping. Soler knows he doesn't need to steal because Duvall's just going to hit a home run right behind Well, what's him. interesting now is he's leading off. Like, <laughs> literally a leadoff guy who's never tried to steal. Uh, that is... Analytics is ruining the game. That is very strong. That is very strong. Um, I... Uh, should I do okay? I have a really, really random one, or I can do uh, why haven't you homered yet for one final time? Because why haven't you homered yet? Why haven't you homered yet? We'll do one more. I mean, a lot of these guys aren't very new, but we have one, we have a couple additional ones, so I don't think we've mentioned this season. Now, I mentioned a few weeks ago that the two leading guys in the clubhouse are still the same, they don't play very much, but they are still playing. It is Magnery Sierra with the Marlins, Shogo Okayama of the Reds. Okay, we'll move them ahead. That's 212 plate appearances, no homers for Sierra, 183 for Akiyama. But I will ask a few more here. We'll go a little bit farther down the list. And we will ask a gentleman with 170 plate appearances. He has been playing more since he got back injured. He's playing on a bad team. Nico Horner. Why haven't you homered yet? You look like Anakin Skywalker. And you, I was a big fan of Nico Horner. And it doesn't seem like he's interested in putting the ball over the fence. Uh, Nico, why haven't you homered yet? Everyone left. Like, who is I homering for? You know, before <laughs> who am I, I was, trying to impress, I was trying to impress Javi Baez and Anthony Rizzo, and like, what am I going to do now? Impress like Rafael Ortega? Good answer. Uh, Yanni Hernandez. Do you know anything about Yanni Hernandez other than that I am now telling you he slash you have batted 151 times and have not hit a ball over the fence uh, for the Texas Rangers? Yanni, what the hell? Who? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Say that again. Who am I? <laughs> Yanni Hernandez. No. All I, you need to know about Yanni Hernandez, he is this he honestly, I would say, is now taking the crown from Alexi Amarista at uh, the most tiny baseball player. He's listed at 5'9, 140. Um and like Amarista, uh, I maintained for a long time that Amarista uh, was shorter than Altuve, even though he was listed as two inches taller. I feel that way about Yanni Hernandez now, who I do not think is 5'9", but I am not. I don't think he's physically capable of hitting a home run. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, 150 played, 51 plate appearances. He, oh, he's got a couple, he had a home run in AAA this year, so maybe he can do it. Uh, a couple more. Tyler Wade still hasn't homered. Any, any thoughts on that? 
Kyler Wade had a questionable <laughs> base running decision. He's busy not busy sliding. Not sliding. Uh, he has not homered yet. Uh, and then I'll just give the rest of the, the list here. Gerard Dyson. That's not obviously not happening. Kevin Smith, Chance Sisko, Alex Blandino, and then Walker Bueller uh, has the 10th most played appearances in 2021 without a home run. So there you go. There's our final Why Haven't You Homer Yet of the season. I'm still disappointed that Nicky Lopez decided to become a legitimate freak good player uh, this late in the season, but he did it, and so we cannot include him. He has home runs. There you go. There's our final Why Haven't You Homer Yet of the season. Final Ugla of the season. Of the regular season, I should say. Of course, we will continue it in the postseason. We will next convene on Tuesday, next Tuesday, the morning of the American League wildcard game. That's weird to say, but that is what is going to happen. Thank you, Jake Mintz, for co-hosting this podcast with me. Thank you to Mike Wargon and Bobby Wagner for producing this episode of Baseball Barbecue. Any final thoughts, my friend? No. Go M's, baby. Go M's. Go M's.